This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you to talk about golfing birthdays. Have we wrapped our heads around this idea, Nick? Um... I, I've uh, I've unpacked a little bit of it, but I think, judging by the look on your face, I think you've gone a little deeper than I have. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think we'll work it out a little bit. I do have a surprise for you towards the end of the podcast, mm. which I am very excited about. It's a it's a birthday episode. There's got to be some surprises. Too, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Before we get to any of that, you know what I'm gonna say. Please rate and review. The podcast, I see so many of you listening in Ireland and in France, and not one of you are leaving a review or rating the podcast. Why is that? Why? Please, I'm going to pause for three seconds while you rate and review. Thank you very much. If you think you know who is going to earn the most Ryder Cup points this fall in Rome, please leave it in your review if you are correct you will be sent a box of Piper golf balls of your choosing, either European, American, overall. Who's going to get the most points overall in Rome? I'm excited, Nick. I think I've identified who that person is going to be. Hmm. I, I can't, I can't give it away yet. Um, I know you're high on Justin Thomas. I'm so high on Justin Thomas right now. Ah, oh, he's just clicking on all cylinders. Europeans are underdogs. I, 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 I won't get into it now. But Europe are underdogs in this event, which is just really insane to me. If you just are you, read, are you taking advantage of that? I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I think I'm going to. Do me a yeah, favor, listeners. Sounds like a good idea. Do me a, a Ryder Cup on European on European soil. A Ryder Cup on European soil, and also just 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 do yourself a favor. Look at the top twenty players in the world. Look at who's from America and who's from Europe, and who you think is better. It's a very top-heavy event. Just tell me who you think is better, the European side or the USA side. I'm going to leave it at that. Let me know who you think is going to earn the most Ryder Cup points on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Nick, it is time for the Handicap Report. It's brought to you by Blue Tees. Get the number one range finder, the 3 Max from Blue Tees. It's water-resistant, has pulse vibration when you lock it on the correct target, and a magnetic strip so you can slap it on the cart. Save 10% when you use promo code TURNIT. Check out that's TURN, T-U-R-N, for 10% off any product at Blue Tees, Blue Tees. Play different. You want to go first? I do. I do. Oh, okay. My handicap hasn't changed mm. the last few weeks. Still mm. stuck in those 24s. Um, having a little halftime. Going to get back into it. Really optimistic for the second mm. half of the season. I think the last half of August, all of September, all of October. Almost, if I play golf every week, uh, Almost turn over my whole handicap. I think we'll be in the mid-teens by the time November 1st rolls around. That's where we're going right now. It's not where we're at. I love that. Uh, I did play a couple times. We had the Stone Creek Club Championship mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, that was a Saturday-Sunday event. Boy, did they set that course up difficult. Um, Saturday was an easier setup than Sunday. Saturday, I took a big shit all over that golf course and shot an 88. Um, I was fifth from last gross and i think it was like 30th net and uh then joey got out there early before the leaders and uh he had himself a nice little day Uh, i didn't hit the ball great i shot 80 
on the hardest golf course maybe I've ever played before. Um, Nick, I had 24 putts. It was wow. insane. Um, I made a few putts early, and then I had probably a 50-foot bogey putt that broke two feet. And I, I'm assuming you had you had 24 putts. <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> you did not. Okay. Two, four. Uh, I rolled in a 50-footer for bogey, um, and then it kind of just kept going from there. Um, I think I one putt like 12 greens and had like two zero putts. Um, it was pretty out of control. I just left myself in spots all day where I could putt aggressively. I left myself uphill putts almost the entire day, and I made most of them. Um, so that was very exciting to show you how difficult the golf course was. Remember when I said that I broke par the other week? Do you, you recall that, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So that was a five differential. I shot 72. I shot 80 at Stone Creek. That was a 6.9 differential. So basically a stroke and a half difference, mm -hmm. even though there was eight strokes, that's how difficult the golf course wow. played. So I was able to get a skin. I was able to get in the money. I finished T seven net. Um, wow. I was one stroke away from getting $125 more, so that was a little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but I got back in the money after playing terrible on day one, so I'm not too upset about it. That That's awesome, and I know you said your goal is to rack up enough uh, shop cred to get like a new five wood or something. Is that is that what we're fishing for? We're, we're I'm, I'm thinking so. I've, I've, I've toyed with the idea of like a nine wood, like something that just hits the ball straight up in the air and goes like 215 yards. There was a time I talked to you where you were hanging up the phone to go and make that purchase. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you might have just gone to Voodoo Donuts instead and just called it a day. <laughs> Pretty much. Just, just went and got a pizza. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think the idea is I need to find a club. I want to keep the three iron, but I want to replace like the four iron. So I want to find something that'll shoot. Because like from 210 to 220, I don't feel like I can have the ball go high and land soft. That's 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 the the hole in my game right now. So that's what I'm hoping to do. So I'm at an 8.5 for handicap. I've got like 140 bucks in credit in Stone Creek. Remember this ringer tournament that I was telling you about? I'll move on after this. So I am fourth overall net in the whole club and I'm uh, 18th gross. I don't know what you win, but I'm 16 under net and five under gross. And I have like three more tournaments left. So Maybe I'll get a ton good. of money from that. Maybe maybe I'll get nothing. I don't know. So things are going pretty good. I'm just trying to manage my expectations. Um, but that was probably the best putting round of my life. So that was that was very exciting and completely awesome. unexpected. Good for you. That is the handicap report brought to you by Blue Tees. Okay. So Nick and I both have birthdays coming up. We're both August boys. You're a Leo too, right? Don't you make the cut for Leo? Uh, Virgo. You were okay, so it's just by like a couple days, right? I mean, are you really putting my <laughs> zodiac? <laughs> I know I'm a Virgo. Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you the cutoffs. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's not really important. What is important? That's your horoscope report. <laughs> is that <laughs> brought to you by Matchstick Golf? It's promo code Sagittarius <laughs> when checking out. Um, the genesis of this was in 2020. I had, and we talked about this. I think just last week. I had this awesome like COVID golf birthday where me and my girlfriend went out. We had some cans of wine. We were kind of we were paired by ourselves because the golf course wouldn't pair you with randos because of COVID, which was nice. Um, we had a good day, barbecue at the end of the day. So it got me thinking, what is the perfect golf birthday? And I know you have kids and a wife and many responsibilities, but 
Did you make a point of playing golf on your birthday at any point in your life? Like, was it a priority or do you have a very specific memory of an amazing time golfing on your birthday? So last year, the only nine holes I played after Sydney was born was on my birthday. She was born at the end of July. My birthday was the end of August. Um, I played, I played nine holes. I, I, I requested a birthday nine. I got out there by myself. Um, in the first hole, I never played this course before. Haven't played it since. Probably should. First hole, I just like par five. Pipes went down the fairway. Hit a five wood to the fringe. Wow. Putted. It was one dimple from dropping in for eagle. Like I, I've made one eagle in my life. I almost made a second one wow. on my birthday on the first hole I've played on this new course. The first hole I played since my daughter was born, um, but I didn't. And then I, I don't know. I'm sure I shot like 48, and then uh, <laughs> and went home and, and put the sticks away until until this March. But uh, that's what I did last year. I can't remember other specific. Um, I'm sure I've played golf on my birthday whenever the opportunity has presented itself, but no like standout memories. That was, that was probably the, the one. What course is that? Is it near you? It's, it is near me. It's called, it's called Stony Lee. We've never talked about it cause it's, <laughs> I should play there. Um, yeah, I should play there. I actually par five opener. I love that already. Yeah. It was actually the 10th. They sent me off on the back, but still, oh, yeah. yeah. Stony it was Lee. really bad. It was I didn't like the turf, like the turf. I think mm. I've established on this show. I, I, I have a tendency to hit it fat and the turf was like really soft. So the second my club would hit the dirt, it would just like, it was like almost like a bunker. It would just like explode and the ball <laughs> would go anywhere. Uh, so if I wasn't curing it, I was just like, it was so frustrating. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Stony Lee. Well, I expect that to be part of the equation when you're picking a new club very soon at the end of the year. Okay. I'll consider it. So a, Birthday round of golf. I think the first thing that you have to figure out is who am I playing with? Now, sometimes I've gone Heidelberger. I've just gone out by myself. It's my birthday. This is for me. I'm just going to go out and do it. I actually, one of my favorite memories that I had was just going out on my lonesome to Stone Creek. I met up with two guys my age. I played a hell of a round. I think I shot like 75. And I had a couple drinks and I think maybe went to my folks house for dinner and that was the whole day. And that's a good day. Uh, I don't need a big pomp and circumstance. It's fun, but I don't need that. Now I will say if I'm going to play golf with someone on my birthday, I'm not, it's gotta be VIP only. There's not going to be a new person. There's not going to be someone that I'm kind of like on the fence about. It's gotta be true blue a rotation people, right? Okay. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, that's the ideal. So are you planning your birthday? Is this like a reality or is this just like your ideal scenario, but you know, circumstances may prevent it from happening. Yeah. I'm not playing golf on my birthday this year. Oh. I'm just being clear about that. I'm just okay. saying like, generally speaking, this is how I would want it to go. Okay. The yeah. ideal birthday golf round, I guess, is how I should present this. So, again, it's got to be people that I actually really like playing golf with. I don't want to talk myself into it. Yeah, no. I, uh... yeah, it sounds nice. <laughs> well, if you had your druthers, what would you, what would you do? Well, I'm like in this, I, I think I this am This is planning. ideal. This is I not. I know, but I think yeah. I'm planning a realistic 
golf birthday day. My birthday is on a Sunday this year. Okay. Talk to Ashley about it. Oh. I might try to get out there with Yeah. I with maybe with Ashley. Oh. Some other friends who are around. But like in my scenario, there's like a pool of six people and you invite all of them and one of them says yes. And then it's just like me and maybe Ashley playing her first round in two years and like one of my six friends from like 45 minutes away who happened to say yes and then like some random 90 year old who gets paired with us so like i'm having a hard time separating like the ideal from what is actually going to happen facts from because like, i don't want i don't want to say like well my ideal is you and Romy and martinick but i'm gonna be stuck playing with ashley <laughs> my wife <laughs> no I, I get it I, yeah so no i i would Love to get out there with Ashley, like with a couple drinks. Yeah, we're having some fun. We're not worried about anything else that's happening. Keeping people alive. Exactly. Let's just like have some fun in the sun. You know, have a, have a day. You know that 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 really is a great way to look at it because one thing I'm not really concerned with is my score. Like, yeah, it's it's we've long established that it's way more fun to play better than play bad at golf. But like, especially in your case, man, just getting out there a couple of beers, you and your lady are not stressed out about stuff, having a good time. That sounds perfect. That sounds you. I think your ideal and your realistic are a lot closer than you give credit for. Because like in my mind, I'm not like going to Scotland and playing St. Andrews. That's that's not what I'm doing. I'm still in the no. Portland area, but I'm not going to play with, you know, a tertiary friend, right? Like you're playing with your wife. You're playing with people that are willing to drive 45 minutes to play golf with you. So at least that's a decent enough friend to do that. So I think I think your fact and fiction, fiction may have a little bit of blur between the two. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. Definitely. They're, they're all people I'd want I'd want to be with. There's no way I'd ever want to play more than 18 holes. Like even 18 is pushing it. It's my birthday. There's, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want it to be a chore out there. I'm not, I'm not trying to do 36. I'm not trying to do anything crazy out there. Just give me one nice round at an easy golf course. I'm not playing the tips. If Ashley or Lace is there, maybe, maybe we're both playing the forward tees. That could be a nice birthday present. Let's play a 4,700 yard course. Let's do that. That, that would be fun. You know what? A, a great foursome would be you and me and Ashley and Lacey. Oh, totally. A birthday, a birthday round, uh, late August, you know, with the four now of us get out there and we get some boxes of wine. And uh, I mean, that, that could be fun. And you know how it should work? And, and this is a controversial opinion. I should be Ashley's partner. And you should be Lacey's partner because they're less likely to yell at us. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know I what I mean? Yeah. Like Lace, Lace wouldn't get frustrated with you and Ash wouldn't get frustrated. I mean, maybe they would, but not in the same way they'd get frustrated with, you know, Ashley, you. Ashley loves to, to come in with the zingers. Like if you, if you like the first time you missed like a six foot putt, she'd be like, come on, Joe, I thought you were good. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looked down and realized she still has a, a five footer. <laughs> see, I think, see, now we're getting somewhere. So yeah. I think our birthday mm-hmm. round would be like in between our two birthdays or maybe even one of our birthdays, depending on how the calendar falls. Yeah. And the four of us get out and we have ourselves a box. Of, we have a, we have a boxed wine foursome. That would yeah. be amazing. Um, okay. So are you a big cake guy? Are you a desserts guy? You need some cake? No, I don't really need cake. Oh. Um, 
I'd have some ice cream. I'd have some cake if somebody presented. Oh, that's me right. You're cake. an ice cream boy. Yeah. Yeah, more more ice cream. Um, if the cake were chocolate, I would I would definitely not turn it down. But mm. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, we can't go home until we pick up a cake. I I, I don't care. You know what? Like I'd love to, maybe barbecue, maybe yeah. pizza. We had a party one time last year where there's like a supermarket that has like a kind of catering from their from their deli that was mm. pretty high quality. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. Just keep it low key. Not too much cooking, not too much cleaning. Something that tastes good. Really just, again, enjoy the vibe. Focus on relax and not focus on stressing out. Yeah, for sure. I've, I, cause we, we did a big 40th for Lacey, um, but we did it out. We didn't want to do it like at the house and have to deal with all that shit. And it was a lot of planning and it was good. But like for my 40th, that's coming up in a couple of years. Like I've already decided um, we're going to do three days. We're going to do uh, a dinner with friends, a dinner with family, and then a dinner with just me and Lace. And and that's it. Go. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, keep it simple. We go out. No pressure. My God, no gifts. Just let it be. I'm 40. I don't I don't need you guys to stress out about a gift for me. It's fine. You don't need $41 bills in an envelope. <laughs> that actually I would like. That would be funny. $40 <laughs> in scratchers. That would be fabulous. Yeah. But yeah, cake. I do enjoy cake. I do enjoy a nice piece of cake, but I think you're right. Like the last thing you want to do after like having a nice wine soaked day on the golf course is like, all right, uh, I'm going to spend two hours making dinner and then we're going to eat for 30 minutes and then another hour cleaning up. It's like, no, throw on, throw on the grill. We'll put some sausages. We'll have some beers. We'll put some music on and let's just make this as low key as humanly possible. Yeah. We're gonna, Don't we're you think every dish in the house, we're going to get the blender out. We're going to make some margaritas, like everything you hate cleaning. It's going to be piled up. And like, for the next three days, you're going to be looking at it and be like, well, that was for my birthday, so I shouldn't have to clean. <laughs> Ash is going to be like, I made him all these margaritas, and he won't even clean the blender. You know, it's just going to lead to more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> I had to sit in a golf cart with Joe for four and a half hours. This is my thanks. No, don't you think that that is the um, advantage of having like a late summer birthday is – Everyone is in such a festive mood because it's light. People want to be outdoors. Whereas like in terms of like a winter birthday, you kind of have to put a little more effort into it just because mm -hmm. it's like, all right, well, the weather's going to suck. So we can't rely on that to do anything outside. But for an August, I mean, late August, it's pretty reliable that if the weather is going to be good. It's like I've never been concerned about the weather on my birthday. Like this year, we're going to go paddle boarding and then we're going to go to a restaurant, eat outside. And it's like that feels pretty reliable. And it hasn't rained in six months, in six, six weeks out here. So I, yeah. I think we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, you don't have to worry about keeping people comfortable. One of the best things, one of my favorite things this time of year is getting the kids to bed, mm. nine, nine o'clock, 9.30, going outside with an IPA, yeah. lighting the torch, and just sitting there for 30 minutes. And like that is, it's prime time to do that in, in August. You know, sun's going down, it's still warm, it's so nice to be outside. That's a perfect birthday, like nightcap. I, I completely agree. Yeah, the kind of like the last gasp of late nights because you know in a couple of weeks like it's gonna be college football and then it's gonna start to get cold it's like kind of the end of this good period of man i love having an august birthday i think it's great i'm, I'm sure you love it too right it's so good yeah it, it is so good it used to it sucked growing up sometimes because like it seemed like every year my birthday was like the first day of school like it was always the first week of school um but now that I don't really care about my birthday as much, like I don't have to make it like, oh, it's my birthday and I have to go to school. You know, like when I was in seventh grade, it was like the end of the world. But like, yeah, now it's like eh, not so much a big, big deal. Yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll get forty one dollar bills and then that'll be the end of it. So I'm glad at where we arrived at here, Nick. Uh, I, I think that's a really good outcome is the four of us, me, you, mm -hmm. Lace, Ash. 
I think that's a really good time. We go out there, we have some wine, we have a little barbecue at the end of the day. And and and, and I think that's an ideal golf birthday. Yeah, let's make it happen sometime. We should. We should do that. Um, speaking of things that we should make happen, it's time for your surprise, Nick. I can't wait. So I can't remember how this started, but me, you, and Romy are on a kind of a golf text chain and, you know, Romeo will tell us about a tournament he's playing or you're telling us about a club and, you know, it's just kind of a going thing. And sometimes we'll text a lot and sometimes we won't. One of these times that we did, I think we talked about the summer solstice and someone had the idea. What about Gamble Sands Mm -hmm. out in Brewster, Washington? Mm -hmm. So for those of you that are not familiar, Gamble Sands is a pretty new golf resort destination kind of in the middle of nowhere in Washington. It's closest to Spokane, but I think it's even like two hours from Spokane. It's kind of like west and a little bit south from Spokane. It's in Brewster, but it's basically on its own. But it's in this beautiful area, and it's a stay and play. And they've got this gorgeous course that was built by David McClay Kidd, who designed Band and Dunes, and I think a few of the courses out there. He's got a lot of courses. where's Where's this going, Joe? Well, you'll see. And the and we talked about it before the podcast. One of the coolest things about this golf course is they bill itself as come shoot your best round ever at Gamble Sand. This course isn't the, the fairways you could land planes on, <laughs> big greens, come have some drinks, play the putting course, stay, shoot a 68 and tell your friends about it. What a draw. So we had the idea. What if. We went there for the summer solstice. Instead mm-hmm. of going to Bandon, they have the thing down in Bandon Dunes. You play 72 holes in one day. What if we did that at Gamble Sands? So Joey made some phone calls yesterday. I decided, what the hell? Why don't we at least figure out if this thing is feasible? And a very okay. nice, a very nice receptionist. I talked to her about the lodgings. She, she wasn't quite getting what I was going for. I was trying She's to like explain. 72 and are you sure you don't want to stay for four days, sir? <laughs> so the rooms are not cheap. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, $400 for a room. That's yes. the stay and play rate. Okay. But so, a room hosts how many people? One or two. Oh, wow. <laughs> but the suites are 525 So yeah, at that point... That's probably what you should do. That's where you go. And then I decided to call the pro shop. And I talked to Tom. And Tom was excited to talk to me. I said, Tom, here's what we want to do. Me and my buddies talked about Summer Salt and explained the whole thing. Can we play four rounds in a single day? And he goes, well, it's certainly possible. We had a guy do 108 holes in a day a couple years ago. So it is possible. And I'm like, great. And I was like, are you booking out already? And he says, we're booking a year in advance. And I said, okay, if I want to set this up, who do I talk to and how soon should I do it? Mm-hmm. Tom says, you call the golf pro Brad. And if you okay. explain what you're doing and you and your friends are serious about doing this, give us a call in the next month or two. Brad will set it up for you. He can make sure you're the first person out. You can get carts. They have carts there. So that'll mm-hmm. really help us because Bandon, there's no carts. Well, I was going to ask this. Does it does it have to be a walking venture? I mean, I do don't you, know. Do you think it should be? I envisioned it as a walking venture, yeah. You did? Okay, because yeah. that's part of the charm or romance around it. Yeah. I, I mean, think that's like, right, actually. I, I played 72 in a day. I was like, yeah, but I zipped around in a cart. It's like, well, yeah, you could play, play 72 by lunchtime in a cart. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what. 
I, I understand what you're saying. We have the option if that's something sure. that we wanted to do. If we were like, if we played the third round and it was like 545 and it's like, oh my God, do you guys want to walk this course again or do you want to get in the car and play in two hours? <laughs> yeah. So basically, we're able to do this if we call Brad, set this thing up. Now, it is the week. The summer solstice is the Thursday after Father's Day. Mm-hmm. So doing this and the Corner Club Open is probably going to be a no-go for Simons, and I assume for you as well. <laughs> if it's a no-go for Simons, it is a no-go for Heidelberger. Okay, and I'm sure it would be for Rome as well. That's just a lot of golf in a short period of time that I'm not really interested in doing. So I am proposing that we forego the Corner Club Open in 2024. We play 72 holes in one day at Gamble Sands on Thursday, whatever, whatever. I looked it up the other day. I think it's like Thursday, June 20th. Yeah, I mean, I uh, received that proposal. I, I, it's got to go through processing. I understand. You've got to run it through yeah, the chain of command. But um, I love I love everything about it. The wheels are in motion. Yeah. I think I think that Martinick has got to be our fourth. He's, he, he, he gets the first invite. He has he the, the first invite, right? The right of first refusal. The, the short list also has got to include Billy Myers. It does. I think it's a di- it's a different energy, Martin. <laughs> it's a different energy. It's going to be a different day. That, that's very true. Very true. Uh, but i I think I think both would be a lot of fun. I do. Yeah. I, I do think either would be a lot of fun. Certainly, me, you, and Rome. Martin gets the first invite, then Billy, yeah. and then oh, we expand God. out from there. This is so good. So here's here's what I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. Ashley, I don't know if Nick has already talked to you about this. I don't know if you're listening right now, but if not. you are, she is not. Okay, great. I'm going to text her then. I'm going to text. Her. What's going to happen is the U.S. women are going to win the World Cup, hopefully. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I'm going to text her right after that. It's like in The Godfather, you cannot refuse a request on the day of my daughter's wedding. That would basically be what this is for Ashley if USA gets the three feet in the World Cup. Yeah. So I should ask her then. Right now, we can move on a second, but right now, why don't you give me a percentage, just ballpark, that this happens next year? 67. Wow! I think it's, I think <laughs> I can swing it. I think I could. Wow. Um, I know that there That's is huge. a pretty convenient flight. Like, I could easily fly from where I am to Portland. You could, and we could just hook me up and just drive. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, I think it's there. There are enough pieces here that are that make enough sense that we could, we could probably, we could probably get a green light here. This is this is very exciting, and I guess Portland would make more sense than Spokane because you could probably get a direct to Portland rather than. I mean, I could to Spokane. Yeah, I could get a connection to Spokane and ride with whatever it is. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think we could. I think we could piece this together. Okay, this is very exciting. Um, um, let's not text. This is the way Romy needs to find out that there's actually some real behind this, and he'll excitedly text us when we're talking about it here. But anyway, that's the surprise. A summer solstice, 72, out at Gamble Sands. I think we gotta, I think we got to either lock it in or decide not to do it by Thanksgiving. That's the deadline I'm giving myself. Yeah, I was going to say even, even before that. Okay. Like Halloween? Well, you said then he said the next couple months. That gives us August and September. Yeah. Okay. Let's lock so this May, in by October Labor Day. 1st, yeah. 
Okay. Well, I like it. We're, we're in the ballpark. Yeah. We'll yeah. Perfect. That's the surprise. I'm very excited. The place looks unbelievable. Be a great time. Spend a couple days up there, a couple nights. Knockout 72. There you go. With that, it is time for our Mad Golfer of the Week. It's brought to you by Piper Golf. Use promo code TURN10 at checkout for 10% off everything at Piper.golf. Golf balls for plus ones and 25s for much, much less than a Titleist or Callaway. The season is here. Get a bunch of golf balls using promo code TURN10 at checkout at Piper.golf. Nick, as you are well aware, you have your finger on the pulse of the PGA Tour season. Mm -hmm. It is the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah. They're over at TPC Southwind. The St. Jude FedEx Memphis Classic. It is a classic indeed. Jamie Jamie D. I can't pronounce his last name, so we're going to call him Jamie D. Quote, this place is running the scam of a lifetime. They make a lot of promises, get the initiation fee, and then change all of the rules and say they didn't do that, or worse, that I must have misunderstood. What a joke. I've been a part of other clubs, and this is the worst run, worst manage, and has the worst service of any of them. Don't fall for it. It's not worth the time. What I like about this one is Jamie never actually says what the hell is going on over there. He just says, beware, stay away. They're a bunch of liars. They're going to switch the rules. Don't listen to anything they say. They're snakes out at TPC Southwind. It's funny because people are usually so specific. Like, I ordered the salad with ranch dressing and it got Caesar. And, and this guy's like, just don't fall totally. for it. They get the initiation fee and then they change the rules. And it's like, and well, it what gets rules? iffy. Did they like put put OB on the sixth hole where they promised you it was just going to be lateral hazard? Or did they say like, you can book any tea time and then all of a sudden you can only book like after 4 p.m.? Because those are two totally different things. Yeah, your wife is not allowed at the pool after 2 p.m. <laughs> Sorry, she can't come. Mrs. D, not allowed. Mm. Yeah, it is, it is very vague. It's very confusing, which makes me think it may not be entirely true, but a big congratulations to Jamie. You are our Mad Golfer of the Week. With that, I'm very excited for this one, Nick. It is time for Nick Rules. Brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. Well, Joe, the, the fifth and final major of the women's golf season is coming right up, but we would be remiss to have Nick Rules glaze over what happened at the Evian Championship. Now, are where... you referring to the fact that I picked Celine Boutier and I am have a chance to get back to even on the power fade, Joe's terrible golf pick? Celine Boutier, 45 to 1. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I mean, I mean, congrats on that. I actually Thank you. didn't even know you did that. that, that that's awesome. Very exciting. Um, but I'm not referring to that. I'm referring... Oh to Carlota Seganda, who was DQ'd from the Evian so for funny. signing, for essentially intentionally signing an incorrect scorecard. They gave her a time penalty on her last stroke of the of of the week, like on Friday, or her last hole on her putt on the on the last hole. They gave her a two-stroke time penalty. She refused to sign her scorecard. Um and this is reporting from Gabby Herzig from Sports Illustrated. So the ninth hole, her last of the day, she got a two-stroke penalty. She appealed the penalty. She was heard and denied. She said that she didn't take that much time to hit her putt. And then her friends and family watching said there's no way she took that much time. <laughs> friends, friends and family. It's all the evidence you need. <laughs> Without the penalty, she would have made the cut. Um, instead, she 
got the penalty, didn't sign for it, and then got DQ'd because she signed an incorrect scorecard. Um, so funny. And she she had this quote, and I'm kind of combining it a little bit. The reason I did not sign a seven on the last hole is because I don't think I took 52 seconds, like the rules official said. The group behind were not even on the tee on a par five. If that's true, it's kind of sick to give a penalty in that situation. I wasn't there. Very poor performance from the LPGA rules official. They don't understand what professional golf is about. They only look at their stopwatch. Like if 20 seconds is going to make a difference. I had family and friends watching and they all said it was impossible. I took that long to hit that putt. Not to mention like, unless they were in person, like the broadcast clearly is is not showing the whole thing. Who cares? I wish everyone gets treated the same and they don't pick on the top, on the same players all the time. Well, it's, it's, there's a reason why Rashid Wallace got so many technicals. When you develop a reputation, you're going to be viewed differently differently by the officials. Patrick Cantlay is viewed differently than most golfers on the PGA Tour. And behaviors won't change unless this type of stuff happens. She is going to be under the microscope now for any sort of slow play situations and is going to force her to play faster. So while I don't necessarily agree that that might have been the right time to do it, because it was mired in controversy and because there was a clear penalty in terms of her not making the cut versus making the cut based upon this and her refusal to sign the scorecard, this to me is the only way that you're going to have progress in terms of speeding up the game. I mean, look what Major League Baseball did with the pitch clock. It has really improved the the product. Major League Baseball has been great to watch this season. There's no more three-and-a-half-hour games. They're taking like two hours, 30 minutes, two hours, 45 minutes. It's a big difference. So until you actually have something tangible to say, yeah, I'm going to look at a stopwatch and take this situation completely out of context and say you have this much time to do it, that's the rule. It's going to improve. I think this is a good thing, Nick. I I disagree. The Evian is already the joke of the women's majors. It's the only major out of the nine of the men's and women's professional majors that people just skip because they don't want to play it. Like Lexi Thompson hasn't played in this in like three years because she thinks it's a joke. They don't think the course is a joke. They think the course is a joke. They they don't think it's it's run like a major. They don't believe in it. So they just don't go. Wow. So. The fact, that, the fact that you're going to give somebody a time penalty, the only time penalty I've ever heard of since that poor, like, 12-year-old tie player oh, at the Masters, God, like, that was awful. nine years ago. Like, those are the only two time penalties I've ever heard in, like, professional golf. Yeah. And you're going to do it on the last hole while she's grinding to make the cut. And from what I heard and read, the setup was ridiculous. Like, Jessica Corda posted about the six hour rounds being the product of the way they set up the course. And that it was an absolute joke. And then you're going to give this penalty to somebody grinding to try to make the cut by a stroke in that situation. Like it just seems so tone deaf and you're already, you already have this terrible reputation. People don't want to play your major. And now you're just making them not want to come even more. I think it was a well-run tournament and they identified the best player in the field. Congrats to Celine Boudier. Congrats to me. Both the big winners last week from the Evian Championship. It is a major. Um, stop bitching and just play the golf course and play faster. That that's that's all it is to me. Slow play is an epidemic, and the more that players bitch and complain about stuff like this, the worse it's going to get. Uh, I do think it's worse in the men's side, um, and I don't think that anyone has the guts to say to Pat Cantlay, "Hey, two strokes, pal. 
you we've been warning you about this for a year. You have no self-awareness. At least Brian Harmon, I think it was on um, Barstool or maybe Dan Patrick. Though I, I know you watched negative open championship, but Brian Harmon has a very pronounced waggle pre-shot routine where he has like 40 waggles. You may have seen some of this on social media. People were tracking the amount of waggles that he does. And he was asked about it. And he's like, yeah, I know I do it. Um, I used to be a really, really fast player. And I think it like affected me in a negative way. So I started doing the waggling to slow myself down. And he's like, I wish I didn't have to do it as many times as I do. Like I consciously know that I'm a slow player, but I have to do it. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better. And like, Yes, that's how you deal with this stuff. You acknowledge it, that it's a problem. You try to move on. You try to improve it instead of just being like a complete denier wearing a tinfoil hat, not acknowledging that anything is real. I think that's really counterproductive. If you want to criticize the golf course, it is kind of a weird golf course. As someone who watched a lot of that tournament, it is a weird golf course. It's very hilly. Some some of the greens look very gimmicky. Um it's, it's, it's very targety golf. And even if you do that, you'd still might get a bad break here and there. So I understand the criticism of the golf course that has nothing to do with how slow Carlotta is playing. Hit your fucking ball in the hole, Carlotta. Okay. I'm tired of this. Quit playing so slow. Move on. Fair enough. She listens. <laughs> yeah. And that is Nick rules brought to you by Matchstick golf. He's promo code turn 20 at checkout. Uh, all right. Well, we have birthdays coming up. That's exciting. Nick is uh, Nick is going to start grinding. He's going to get that handicap back yeah. down to an eighteen. Do you have Do you have a goal in mind? Or are you just trying to get out there and play? I would like to get out there every week for the last ten weeks of the season. Mm. And and there's your season's winding down. Shooting, when do you stop posting? Sh- November first. Oh. I mean, there's there's no reason I shouldn't play like if i play 10 times i should have like six rounds in like 86 or better it's it, it, honestly it, it's i know it sounds insane coming from somebody who's shooting the scores i'm shooting with the handicap and the trend that i'm but but there is there's no reason it, it, it can't happen so i'm still holding myself to the same standard i was i was holding myself to six months ago as you should high expectations you should you should hold yourself to a high expectation i believe in you buddy there's still Thanks. time to write the ship. I think a lot of this is going to be taken care of by just you going to a different golf course that is better suited for your game and talents. We'll see if, 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 if that bears out, I'm going to, I'm very excited to help you talk through this process of your new golf course. And I believe in you. I think you're going to be okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. Very excited for our episode next week. Awesome interview that we have with a professional golfer. I played with her. She kicked my ass. It was very nice doing it gives a lot of insight so please tune in to that episode the Ryder cup is coming up still plenty to get to in 2023 with at the turn i'm not quite doing it yet but i'm going to start harassing people to join the survivor pool for 2024 we're going to fire that thing back up you know my buddy that won that thing he won it and then he was like i'm just going to keep playing and he did like eight more weeks successfully so not only did he win wow. but he beat everyone by like two laps the field yeah it was pretty awesome so yeah i'm hoping to get some more people next year anyway i'm rambling goodbye i'm lacy evans thanks for listening and we'll see you next time at the turn